Hi, this is Dan Steele with your WASA Legislative Report for Monday, February 20. This past Friday, the House of Origin Policy Committee cutoff arrived, meaning a large chunk of bills fell off the table. However, scores of bills continue to remain. The next cutoff this Friday, however, will end the life of another large number of bills. Bills in their original House Fiscal Committee must be adopted by Friday, February 24, to remain alive. With bills moving quickly and agendas changing regularly, we'll catch some of the most important issues today. Look for more information and more details in this Friday's legislative newsletter, This Week in Olympia. Perhaps the biggest and most important action was adoption of House Bill 1436, the House's version of special education funding. As we discussed at length last week, House Bill 1436 received its first public airing on February 9th. As originally introduced and requested by Superintendent Rakedall, the bill would fully implement his budget request by providing policies and funding to fully cover the costs of districts providing special education services. We referred to this original bill as the full meal deal. However, when it was heard, it was replaced with a striking amendment that gutted the bill and dramatically limited the provisions contained. This afternoon, the House Appropriations Committee adopted the striking amendment to House Bill 1436 that we talked about last week, although that major amendment was also altered before passage. The striking amendment dramatically lowered the necessary multipliers, coming in under the Senate's bill, Senate Bill 5311, and significantly lower than what Superintendent Rakedall originally requested. Today's amendment slightly increased the first three years' provisions of multipliers. However, the fourth year of the phased-in increases remained as proposed by the striking amendment. Simply said, the multipliers increase a bit faster, but the final increase remains the same as discussed last week. Remaining in the bill is the troubling language that requires OSPI to divert up to 50% of a district's general apportionment basic education allocation to cover a district's special education costs if they exceed state funding. Today's amendment included an effective date, however, beginning on July 1, 2025. So other basic education allocations are still at risk, but not until 2025. This does little to ease our concerns, however. Positively, the language previously removed regarding OSPI's role in reviewing potential over-identification and or disproportionate identification, as well as support for inclusionary practices, is reinserted in the new bill. Language requiring the Joint Legislative and Audit Review Committee to conduct a performance audit of special education is also retained, but adjusted to clarify requirements of the state auditor. Finally, an additional amendment adding a null and void clause was adopted. This is a mechanism that most often is used by the House, which allows more bills to move through the Appropriations Committee with a protection that if the bill happens to make it all the way through the process, it will be voided if required funding is not provided in the final operating budget. The newly amended House Bill 1436 now moves to the House Rules Committee and will wait for action by the full House. As discussed before, Senate Bill 5311, the Senate's version of special education funding, was heard at the same time as House Bill 1436 on February 9th. 
This bill is scheduled for executive action in the Senate Ways and Means Committee on Wednesday, February 22nd. We continue to support the increased multipliers in Senate Bill 5311 and support the elimination of the funding cap in House Bill 1436. Remember, however, House Bill 1436 phases in increases in the cap, then eliminates the cap in 2027. This afternoon, the House Appropriations Committee also adopted House Bill 1732 to establish the inflationary increase in 2023-24 at 3.8% and adjust statutory language requiring the IPD, or Implicit Price Deflator, beginning in 24-25 to be recalculated using the prior year's calendar average. This would provide stability in the process as well as predictability. The legislature would know what the IPD is before session starts rather than making a volatile prediction. This will also assist school districts as they will have some certainty about what IPD will be. Just remember, however, even though this will provide additional certainty, the legislature still has an ability to change the law at their option. Prior to adopting House Bill 1732, the Appropriations Committee adopted two amendments. The first added an intent section explaining the rationale for the bill, and the second was a null and void clause. The Senate version of the bill, Senate Bill 5650, is scheduled for executive action by the Senate Ways and Means Committee on Wednesday, February 22nd. An additional note about these bills. WA and unfortunately some legislators continue to argue that these bills will provide a predictable COLA. Remember that for K-12 education, there is no such thing as a COLA. The Initiative 732 cost of living adjustments were repealed in 2017 and replaced by a statewide average allocation that is provided to districts who then disperse the funding via their local salary schedule. By continuing to refer to these allocations as a COLA, WA continues to imply that the inflationary increases automatically flow through to all employees. In practice, this is what occurs in most districts. However, it is in no way automatic or required. People transportation bills continue to move as well. We discussed the disappointing gutting of House Bill 1248 last week. This week, the Senate Ways and Means Committee is scheduled to take executive action on the Senate version of the bill, Senate Bill 5174, on Wednesday, February 22nd. No amendments have been entered into the system yet, so it's unclear if it will be moved as adopted by the Senate Early Learning and K-12 Education Committee, or if it will be skinnied down like the House bill. Stay tuned. Last Tuesday, after last week's podcast was published, the House Education Committee adopted House Bill 1550, eliminating transitional kindergarten and replacing it with a new transition to kindergarten program. The striking amendment introduced by Representative Santos was adopted, but it was also altered before adoption. For more details, see last week's Week 6 TWIO. The bill is set for a public hearing tomorrow, Tuesday, in the House Appropriations Committee at 1.30, and has already been scheduled for executive action on Thursday, February 23rd. While the bill has improved since its original introduction, we still have major concerns, including teacher certification requirements, student eligibility, and how funding will be driven out. 
It seems clear the legislature is not going to allow basic education funding to continue to be used for the new TTK, so we have shifted our focus to fight for a more equitable allocation to ensure students have access to transportation, language services, the learning assistance program funds, and other critical services. We are not giving up this fight, however, we are starting to hear some key senators are softening their opposition to the bill, so we can't simply assume they will act as a backstop to kill this bill. We encourage you to continue to engage, explain how successful your TK programs have been, and press your con concerns. The bill still has a long journey, but it's building momentum. There are many other bills to address, and we encourage you to read this Friday's TWIO to catch up. We'll close with updates on three bills, however. First, prejudgment interest, Senate Bill 5059, which has lied dormant since a public hearing in the Senate Ways and Means Committee on February 7th, has been scheduled for executive action on Thursday, February 23rd. No amendments have been introduced yet, so it looks to be ready to move in its current form. We will likely be looking for your help and communications when the bill hits the Rules Committee and likely the Senate floor. The other two bills, introduced essentially as a package, are Senate Bill 5085 and Senate Bill 5175. These are the AWSP requested bills to support principles. Senate Bill 5085 sits on the Senate floor calendar ready to move at any time. Amendments are also ready to move to strip the collective bargaining provisions from the bill. AWSP has supported this so we feel confident these provisions won't be included if the bill moves. Unfortunately, when removing the collective bargaining provisions, new language is added to require a floor for principal salaries. The concern is that with dramatic increases in teacher salaries in recent years, the gap in pay between principals, the building administrators, and teachers has closed considerably. We understand the concern and are sympathetic However, the new language would become an unfunded mandate and likely would not accomplish the goal sought by AWSP. We continue to work with Senate leadership to request that this bill be set down to allow WASA and AWSP and our collective members to find a solution that works and won't drive a wedge between building and district administrators. We are similarly concerned with Senate Bill 5175, which would provide for three-year contracts with principals and assistant principals. This bill is more evidence that legislators simply don't understand how our school districts operate. Principals have tenure and due process rights and don't need three-year contracts. Like Senate Bill 5085, this bill will not build the relationship between building and district administrators, and there's every reason to believe it would hamper the relationship. Last week, Senate Bill 5175 advanced in the Rules Committee and could be moved to the floor calendar at any time. We continue to work with Senate leadership, however, to request that Senate Bill 5175 also be set down. If you have a relationship with your senators, now would be a good time to express your concerns about these bills. We know some of you, especially superintendents, are rightfully hesitant to publicly oppose these bills because of the relationship with your principals, but talking with senators behind the scenes will be helpful. Please continue to engage with your legislators. They really need to hear from you. Thank you for listening.